This is Pickleball Radio. I am your host, Chris Allen from Asheville, North Carolina. Going to head down to the Villages, Florida and introduce a guy that I always seem to sell a little bit short. I've been lucky enough to work with him at a couple of live events, Pickleball Summit in Indianapolis, also Pickleball Summit here in Asheville, and have him on the podcast as well. And I always just say, yeah, you know, national champion, Brian Staub, but it's more than that. Hey, Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks. You've won a lot more. You've you've played a lot more. You've won a lot more. Not only did you win, you know, open nationals, but a lot of other things too. Fifty plus singles national champion. Fifty five. Well, wait. We should have some music behind this, shouldn't we? Yeah, Here I know we about that. Fifty plus single champion. Fifty five plus singles champion and U.S. Open senior gold medal winner Brian Stubbs. <laughs> only you, Chris Allen, have, you have the ability to make that sound that good. You're the only person on the planet that can make that sound good. Well, like I said, I always feel like I sell you short. Like, yeah, you know, national champion. Here he is. So, you know, wanted to give you your give you your due. That was a little over. That was a little over top. But thank you very much. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> and uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, one of the other best players in pickleball throughout the world. You've seen him at finals and nationals, and uh, many other places as well, including U.S. Open. It is Brian's son, Matt Staub, joining us from Arizona. Hey, Matt. Chris, thanks for having me, brother. And Matt, I learned so much from you at the original Pickleball Summit in Charlotte. The uh, video you guys did, though, I guess it's four or five years ago now uh, on the third shot. You guys did it with uh, Rusty at Pickleball Channel. That is still the de facto video. Somebody new to Pickleball, that is the first thing that I show them. And uh, how do you think, Brian, the third shot has evolved since then? Well, I, I think that, that the kids... I say kids, they've gotten a lot better. A lot of the new tennis players are coming into the game, and, and I think the game is getting a lot more precise. And, and that's you knew that was going to happen. The big difference is now are people being a little bit more precise, being able to put the ball exactly where they want to put it, you know, with the amount of spin they want. So it's affecting the third ball. They're hitting more precise third balls. And, you know, Chris, I know you probably don't want to go here, but but I still remember Matt and I doing that third ball session, and, and, and it was hilarious because – Prior to that, Matt and I had done numbers of videos, and, and Matt usually brings a camera out. And he goes, you ready? And I go, yeah, I'm ready. And then I'd ramble for about 35 minutes or 20 minutes on the thing, you know, and feel comfortable, and it was perfect. So when Rusty came in to do the third ball, it was Matt and I. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there. You know, no problem. I don't need a whole lot of help. Well, they had specific things that I, they wanted me to say. And about uh, five hours later, they got my one-and-a-half-minute sentence right from me. Where Matt, back there cruising, he he did great. He didn't have any problem. But for some reason, I, I had a, a mental block, so it was hilarious. That that memory comes back on a regular basis. So I, I do think that was a good video for a lot of people to see. Oh, yeah. It, it stands the test of time. It really is an awesome video. And, you know, it's, it's part of the thing when you're when you're part of the YouTube generation like Matt. You know, you just you just are, you know, naturally. The millennials, yeah. <laughs> the millennials oh you know what i've i've stopped t- i've stopped telling people my matt stop driver's license story because nobody believes me when you got to charlotte when we did pickleball summit in charlotte you might not even remember this but i was when, gonna say please 
we, we checked into the hotel. Well, because you got you took the red eye into Charlotte and you landed at like seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, our friend Rodney Allman picked you up at the airport and got you oh, to yeah. the to the venue. So you went straight from the airport to the venue, taught that whole first day, and then you and I rode back to the hotel together. And I got you checked in, you know, to your room and everything. But they needed to see your driver's license, and you said. My driver's license doesn't expire until 2054. Oh, the Arizona one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, what? You're crazy. And you, you pull it out and you said, no, look. And it's like, God, I have, I've never seen that before. 2054. They're not even going to, we're going to have flying cars in 2054. You know, they, they, <laughs> Now you got them in trouble with the state of Arizona. They're going to come after them for that fictitious <laughs> driver's license. Right. I think maybe if you're, if you're so young, it's like, all right, don't clog up the system anymore. We'll see you in, you know, We'll see you in 40 years. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to get your take on the pickleball scene as it stands today. Also, some more playing tips. And you guys, along with Robert Elliott, are the driving forces behind the newest next generation paddle to hit the scene. The Poach Advantage. All that when we come back. This is Pickleball Radio. The U.S. Open Pro Division awards 48 medals. This year, 21 of those went to pros using an Engage paddle. To really get what makes Engage the best, you need to walk onto the court with one. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. You're guaranteed to play with more power and more control than you've ever experienced before. Or simply return it for a full refund. Engage will even cover the shipping. Play better, have more fun, and take your place on the medal stand go to engagepb.com you're listening to pickleball radio i am your host chris allen joined today by national champion brian staub in the villages in arizona brian's son matt staub national finalist and i should have mentioned uh i always try to mention the partner when i mention somebody's a national champion uh and that's also thanks to you brian because uh you told me uh, a while back that your number one rule for uh, winning pickleball was find a good partner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, it was more specific than that because I remember being in college and my college coach come to me. He said, do you know what the number one rule of doubles is? I said, no, coach, I don't. He says, pick a good partner. And that's right before he looked at me and said, and stop, you don't have that option. Now, <laughs> that's how that evolved. Phil Bagley was Brian's partner in 2015 when uh, they took nationals. We were talking about the, the third shot drop and uh, talked with Steve Peranto a few weeks ago here on Pickleball Radio, and Steve was mentioning when he got back from uh, the the most recent Nationals in November that he immediately started working on putting more backspin on his third shot drop so that ball would maybe bite, stay down a little bit more. Are you seeing more of that? Are you guys trying to do more of that? Well, I know know when we first started and when the game started, we definitely were kind of not anti-spin, but the spin that came from correct form and it really wasn't as necessary as it as it is now and i'm glad that you and and steve brought it up too because i feel like it, it is kind of becoming more important just because the paddles have gotten so much better and you can definitely put more spin on it and, and what it allows you to do is since the game is still about hitting up on the ball what that spin's letting you do is give you more margin on that third ball so you can hit a little higher as long as it's dropping and you have backspin. So it used to be if you hit it kind of flat, not with that much spin, you can still let it drop into the kitchen. But what it's done is is people let that bounce and hit clean winners or hit 
balls that you can't block, can't return off of the bounce. Now, with the new paddles, because of those new paddles, that's why they can hit those shots. But also, when you're hitting that third ball, because of the new paddles, is how you can get more of that backspin, give yourself more margin, and then not allow them to do as much with it out of the air or off the bounce. So I absolutely agree with that statement. What about you, Brian? Well, that that analogy just gave sounds like the kid of mine. Um, so <laughs> I have to say this, but I, I agree. I agree with everything he just said. And 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 really to simplify it, here's how. Here's how I, I'm teaching the game now, which I always have. Look back. You want to take pace off the ball. You want to slow it down. It's backspin. You want to speed it up. It's topspin. So it just makes more sense that the ability to hit a little underspin allows the ball to slow down a little bit, allows you a little bit more margin, and makes the bounce a little softer. So it doesn't bounce as high. So every Matt just did a wonderful job explaining it That's to the T. Uh, just to follow up with, again, you want to slow it down, it's underspin. If you want to speed it up, it's top spin. Totally agree with the assessment. I guess what I what I would ask you, Dad, is that like if, for instance, there's not as I mean, there's definitely blocking, not as much blocking as there used to be. It used to be you could kind of work your way through no man's land and really just kind of methodically get up to the net by hitting a bunch of kind of mini third balls and just sticking to it and sticking to your guns. Whereas I think people have so much topspin and so much firepower now that you're definitely going to block and you might hit a couple shots to get there, but it's it's not like it used to be. Again, I agree with this assessment. And what's happened is the people have gotten a lot better at being offensive. So I've given the analogy before where a ball that's head height or higher might be high for an inter- intermediate you know, or, or advanced, you know, and then you start getting lower. And once it gets below the net, a ball that's six, eight inches below the net might be high enough for an advanced or a pro to be offensive off of, depending on missed angles and things of that nature of being able to hit behind people, hit in front of people, creating pace, hitting at the body. And that's what these folks are doing. It used to be where you could be consistent and, and unnerve people. And, and I'm not saying you can't win that way because you can, but now the kids and the older folks have gotten a lot better at creating an offensive situation. So in other words, now, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to be in this dink war for about six years, now they're <laughs> saying, okay, I'm going to be in this dink war until I get what I want set up, and then I'm going to hit my shot and put it on, what I say, put it on. They're going to put it on offensively on somebody and then look to put the next ball away. That's how it's changed, and that's really what Matt's just described. They've well, just the gotten a lot better being offensive. Interestingly enough, it's happened in the seniors probably as much or more as in, in the youngsters. Now, the youngsters, the point still goes on because they're slapping at each other, and their hands are good enough where they're still getting it back. Yet Kyle Yates out there, who probably has the best hands in the, in the game, you know, you can hit, he can make mistakes and still win points. Not everybody has that luxury. Whereas in the seniors, you know, it's the first one. It's not as it's not as soft as it used to be. People are slapping balls at people, and 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 us older folks don't have the ability to dissipate pace, which is what Matt was talking about. How it's not occurring as much, and that's taking over the game. So uh, totally agree. What were you going to say, Matt? I think that you're still setting it up similar. It's just that one shot that people are putting on you with these new paddles are a lot more balls that you're going to win points off of, or you're not going to be able to return. You're not going to be able to reset points where. Used to be able to stay patient, and then if someone decides to pull the trigger, you're still in the point just because the paddles. I mean, granted, the players have gotten much better as well, but you know, I think if you take a lot of these new people and you put, you know, the slick old aluminum champion in their hand, I think the game looks a lot different. Just like the new tennis players, if you put the old wooden racket in their hand, looks very different. So, I mean, it's definitely definitely changed the game for the better. Uh, it just doesn't look quite what it used to. 
Well, and speaking of new paddles and new technology, uh, I know that the, there is something new and exciting coming out. And uh, I want to ask you guys about that when we come back and also get a couple of uh, tips for the 3540 player who wants to kick it up to the next level. We'll do that when we come back here on Pickleball Radio. Find out for yourself why almost half the medals awarded in the pro division of this year's U.S. Open were won using an Engage paddle. Go to EngagePB.com and try any paddle risk-free for 30 days. That's EngagePB.com. This is Pickleball Radio. I'm Chris Allen, joined by Brian Staub in Florida, Matt Staub in Arizona, and we're talking new technology, new paddles. You guys had the Poach brand that you launched a few years ago, and Poach uh, has a a special announcement uh, along with Engage. You guys have a brand new paddle that, uh, from what I've heard so far, is really going to set the pickleball world on fire. Can you tell me a little bit about it, Brian? Yeah, so it's the Engage Poach Advantage, and and it's the same size or same shape as the Elite, which a lot of us Engage players have already gone to. The nice thing about it was the Elite had had an enlarged sweet spot, which made it very, very playable. It allowed you to generate a ton of pace. The only side that you had to play with in that frame was it was had so much pop that you had to be really, really careful. You had to be really precise at contact. So in other words, the ball wasn't sinking into the paddle at all. It was just very stiff. It was coming off stiff. You could generate a bunch of pace, but a little tougher to be be precise. And this new paddle, which I've had in my hands since the national tournament, Rob handed it to me at the national tournament, and I picked it up on day one, switched to it day one in the national tournament and played with it, is a lot softer. And so what I mean by that softer, it allows you to hold the ball a little bit longer on the paddle, allowing you to be more precise, to uh, slow the game down for yourself a little bit, to be a lot more accurate. And I think that the pickleball world's full of gimmicks and talk about different things that people are bringing out. This is legitimate. This paddle plays by far the best paddle I've ever played. Robert Elliott, uh, you know, he's he's a mad scientist. He's back there experimenting with different materials, uh, different technologies, and uh, man, for you to switch at nationals to change paddles, you must have really, really fell in love with it instantly. Your analogy of Rob is he is a mad scientist. I I agree with that. And and interestingly enough, the two times I switched in the last several years has been to engage. I switched to engage um, the pro at the national tournament a couple years ago. Day one, the day before, 30 minutes the night before, it was getting dark out. He handed me the paddle, and I played the national tournament doubles that next day. And then this happened again recently with the Elite. Uh, he handed it to me. I played that tournament and then changed again for this for this new one, uh, the Poach Advantage. It's just a much softer frame. You know, interestingly enough, characteristically-wise, you look at it, and you hey, it's a softer frame. There's plus and minuses to everything that's being developed. The nice thing about that paddle is not only is it softer so I can be more precise, I can hold it, it just feels better, I can still develop pace with it. If I'm a little bit more firm on contact, I still can hit the ball a ton, especially in volleys and ground strokes. So I found nothing negative that I didn't like about the paddle. It's a wonderful paddle. That is, again, from Engage Pickleball, Robert Elliott. And uh, I think it's available at Pickleball Central, also at EngagePB.com. You can go there and check it out. That is the Poach Advantage, carrying on the Poach brand that was originated by Brian Staub and Matt Staub. Got any quick tips for 3540 players that want to get better? Anything that you've sort of discovered recently? Oh, that's easy. Pick up a Poach uh, Advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Pick pick the (laughs) Poach. 
That was as easy. That, you just threw me a softball. I don't even know if you were throwing that to me or not. But I think that certainly gives you ability because it has a little larger sweet spot and it's just so playable. But basically, I don't think the game, you know, at that level's changed too, too much. I think the ability to be consistent is huge. I think that, you know, you want to get you want to get a little more advanced, start looking at balls. I got to see if I can convey this over a phone. Start looking at balls outside your shoulder. So in other words, where the good players are hurting people is they're creating angles. They're creating different angles by instead of hitting the ball directly at me, once it gets outside my shoulder, I have the ability to change angle on a little bit more. I have the ability to uh, inside out it, or I have the ability to hit a little bit harder at angle. So start looking for angles and doing different things with that ball. I meant to say this. So I've had the guys at my house, which you're well aware of. When I say the guys, Wes, Kyle, Brian Ashworth, all those guys come in for this pickleball exhibition every year. Matt's coming in this year, hopefully. And it's interesting to watch those guys practice because you think – that when they went out to practice, kind of like Matt and I, when we went out to practice years ago, it was a bloodbath. We'd go out and we'd prepare a week in advance, and we would absolutely beat each other to death. By the time the Nationals came, we had seen everything, and we were already tired. <laughs> these guys, these guys are – now, I'm not saying in all settings, but they're very lackadaisical. They're very laid back. They, they, they enjoy being around each other, and they're a lot of fun. Well, they practice that way a lot. So you go, well, what, what's the advantage of that? They're trying new things. They're hitting different shots. They're acting funny, and but that gives them the ability to look at things they haven't done and go, wait a minute, I can do that, or, or they're seeing how that affects the other person's body. So I guess what I'm saying is you should develop some time or, or spend some time doing some things outside the box, and, and it's certainly going to help you do that. Learn to hit shots you haven't hit, and if you're being all serious and you're hitting the same shot day in, day out and getting the same results, try something new. That's good advice. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I kind of actually like that. I was going to go with something similar, just that, you know, when we when we were coming up, it, it's, it was a very structured game. It was, this is what you kind of need to do here. This is what you need to do. And I think that was also a result of the paddles at that time. And I think now you can definitely get away with learning to be more aggressive early. And I think my dad would agree that it would have benefited us to mess around and do some different things while we were still learning. But at that time, there really wasn't much benefit from it. Whereas now there, there's so much upside to doing different things. I liken it to, you know, I had a, a basketball coach that would put you in the free throw lines and, and give you two minutes and just say, okay, I want you to dribble around and do as many as different crazy moves as you can do, you know, spin behind the back, between the legs, you know, over the shoulder, whatever you want to do, just do it for two straight minutes and just go at it. And that's kind of what they're doing and just making up new things, trying new things. And I think you definitely need to be more aggressive in today's game. So, I mean, Specifically, I think it applies to a, a four or five and going up level. I think when you're lower than that, you're still working on some, some building blocks. But once you're at that level, it, it's time to start working on some heavy topspin, working on some, some different things that these people are doing now. That is Matt Staub from Arizona. Good advice as well. Uh, Brian Staub down in the Villages. Gentlemen, always great to have you on the podcast. Looking forward to trying out that new poach advantage paddle from Engage. Let's do this. Let's see if we can get that mad scientist on the show next week. See if we can get Robert Elliott on here. And I know, uh, Matt, you uh, actually work for a living, so you're traveling around and everything. But Brian, how about if you jump on with this next week as well absolutely i'd love to cool matt take care we'll talk to you soon thank you sir always a pleasure see you buddy love you <laughs> get the latest news tips reviews discounts travel info and more at pickleballnews.com we've linked to it in the show notes that's pickleballnews.com i am chris allen this is pickleball radio